This is Jaguars Post Game, presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, and Pride of the Jaguars, Fred Taylor, bring you highlights and analysis from today's game. Jaguars Post Game is brought to you by Baptist Health, Farah and Farah, and by Everbank. Now, to get things started, here's J.P. Shadrick. And welcome in. Jaguars post game presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today. Official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Final score at NRG Stadium, Houston. Jaguars 24, Texans 21. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey from the Hyundai Studios in Jacksonville. A nail-biter down to the end. Woo! The game-tying field goal attempt hit the crossbar from 58 yards. No good for the Texans. The Jaguars hold on to win it. And now they're two games clear in the AFC South with a record of 8-3. and three. The Jags' defense big on the final drive with two key sacks, one and a half from Josh Allen for a combined 24-yard loss on those two sacks alone to set up the uh, longer field goal attempt for Amendola, who is filling in for Fairbairn. And the Jaguars get it done today. Second-best career day for Trevor Lawrence. A heck of a day for Josh Allen. And a heck of a day for the Jaguars, Mike. Oh, no doubt about it, JP. I mean, this would have been a devastating loss the way the game played out. I felt like the Jacksonville Jaguars kind of dominated this performance, left some points out there on the field in the first half. Calvin Ridley dropped the touchdown. They had to settle for three. They pass up the chance to get a chip shot field goal. So there's another three potentially on the board for you there. And, you know, just uh, it felt like they were at times getting ready to put this game away. Never could quite do it. A lot of props for C.J. Stroud. Look, he's a heck of a quarterback, man. It's possible that two teams in the same division have really good quarterbacks, but I'm pretty happy with the guy that we have in Teal. Trevor Lawrence came through big time on the road today. Even that interception, J.P., I think was one that should have been called holding on Jalen Petrie. Had grabbed Evan Ingram and kind of turned him a little bit, but you know what? The stats really don't matter. I would have been happy with a one-point win. I'm delighted that the Jags are coming home in sole possession of first place, and with the tiebreaker, even though they split, Houston did lose to Indy earlier this year, so the Jags have a better division record than the Texans. Pride of the Jaguars running back Fred Taylor joining us now, and I'm sure Fred feels about the same way after this one. Good afternoon, Fred. Hey, how's it going, guys? Man, I'm glad we started. uh, I was able to uh, tap in a little later on this one. I was tired. I'm running around my house. I'm jumping. I'm high-fiving the kids. I mean, it's amazing. Every two seconds, my wife, she comes in the room. What happened? What's going on? I'm like, the game's on. Can you watch it? I am so focused and dialed in. Man, it was such a nail-biter, an amazing game. The second and 25, uh, you know how I felt on that one. I'm sure you guys felt the same way. Like, come on, just get off the field and it's game time. But they didn't, but they somehow found a way, man, to, uh, to close it out with those big sacks again by Josh Allen. What he's saying is, I got me a Brinks truck, and I'm going to back it in. And it's your job to fill it up because he's having an amazing season. He's turning it up in crunch time. Boy, oh, boy, he had an amazing game, such as a lot of the other guys. But Josh, he stepped it up when he needed to. Two and a half sacks today. He split the final one with Trayvon Walker, and now 12 sacks for the season for Josh Allen in a contract year. And Fred, the quarterback play today, it's his second best career yardage day 364 yards for trevor lawrence 23 of 38 passing a touchdown an interception and you know what hey this is this is the way the franchise quarterback should play uh without a doubt jp uh mike said it 
even on that interception, man, if, if you take that no-call interception out, I mean, Trevor probably would have had a career day there because uh, I'm sure it would have helped his QBR, his quarterback rating. But still, uh, what they have, five five passes over 40 yards or so or something like that. Uh, he just connected with his guys. He had the drops in there. That could have been an additional you know, 40 to 50 yards, probably could have passed for well over 400 in a win in this duel versus a, an amazing young talent. And uh, C.J. Strauss showed a lot of poise. But uh, Trevor outgunned him. They were able to get the win. Now they can hit, hop on that plane and, and celebrate uh, their win on the way back home. Man, such a big win uh, away from home. That's Fred Taylor. More with him coming up. Trayvon Walker, Jaguars outside linebacker. A couple tackles today. Was in on a half sack. The final sack of the game to push him back an extra nine yards. Split it with Josh Allen. Trayvon Walker is with Bucky Brooks in Houston. Trayvon, great win today. Tough, gritty win. Uh, what went into y'all getting the dub today? I just had to say gritty, not pretty, y'all. We fought all the way to the end. We knew it wasn't going to be easy coming in here. It was going to be a hostile environment. Environment, Like you said, just a gritty, being gritty and not everything is not going to be perfect. That's what we mean by it's not going to be pretty, y'all. We just kept going to the end. You know, the one thing that I listened uh, to Coach Caldwell and those guys, they talked about finishing the game. Don't worry about what it is. Whatever it takes, it takes. You guys were able to stand up in a tough environment in the fourth quarter to get again. Oh, uh, yeah, that was just come down to the preparation throughout the week. Uh, and obviously, like you said, Coach Caldwell always mentioning it. Uh, that's something that we take pride in ourselves, starting fast and finishing strong. And uh, today, that's what we did. You know, in thinking about this, obviously a lot of attention was on their quarterback, C.J. Stroud. But what did you see from Trevor Lawrence? He was able to make big plays time after time. Uh, how did your franchise quarterback inspire you guys? Oh, uh, man, Trevor, he's just one of those guys that when, when it doesn't seem like it's going to be open, he just always finds a way, like the pass that he got to Kevin Ridley. Well, uh, it was a tight window. Obviously, he had a couple deep balls that was pretty right on right on the target. And uh, he just obviously gives the defense, continuously gives the defense hope that we need and uh, continuously, continuously push the ball down the field. That's what we love. How much fun is it to play in big games? Oh, it's very fun. Uh, <laughs> it's, it obviously gets boring blowing everybody out all the time. But uh, those close games, it, it definitely just gives you something to work a little extra harder for and just keep pushing. Well, look, man, we're going to keep pushing. We get a chance to see you guys on Monday night. It should be fun. Yes, sir, most definitely. That's Trayvon Walker. It's boring <laughs> blowing people yeah. out. Yeah, he must have been bored I at agree. four years in college. I yeah. agree, Trayvon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. He was napping through college, man. Uh, Freddie, you made a great point, though. Um, explosive plates. Four different Jaguar skill players with plays of over 40 yards today. I mean, th that is something that this offense hasn't had in that kind of abundance in a while. Uh, without a doubt, Mike, uh, it was so good to see. I mean, you had Christian Kirk before the half. He took off on the 57-yarder, really had a 45-yarder. Even the tight end, Luke Farrell, he was able to get in on some action on a first and 15 to kind of flip the um, flip the uh, uh, field position. Excuse me. Sorry about that. And Dearness Johnson had a 42-yard screen. So he was able to get it to all positions uh, on offense there from the tight ends, the running backs, and the receivers. So Trevor really dialed in the day. He passed the ball around, moved around the pocket. He scrambled. He got outside. Uh, nice on his check downs. I, again, I thought this was possibly his, his best game, and he turned it up like the champion he is, man, when it was crunch time. Plenty more ahead after a Jaguars win in Houston. Final score at NRG Stadium, Jags 24, Texans 21. The Jaguars 8-3 and three and two games clear in the AFC South. We're out to Bucky Brooks again here in a moment. Doug Peterson will head down the hallway and catch up with him after a Jags win. It's Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. 
Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC continues. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor from the Hyundai Studios in Jacksonville after a Jags win in Houston. 24-21. And a wild ending. The game-tying field goal attempt for the Texans hit the crossbar from 58 yards and out. And the Jaguars hang on. They're 8-3. And, and as of this moment, before the afternoon games today, the Jaguars are currently sitting as the number one seed in the AFC. Got to love that, right? Because uh, uh, Miami, they have the tiebreaker over and Miami got to 8-3. and three. They'll play the Ravens, but they have the tiebreaker over them right now. And they're a half game ahead of the Chiefs, I'm presuming, right, is where they're at. Correct, because so. the Chiefs play later today. Uh, they're, they're playing play, right, right now. They're playing yeah. right now. Let's go Raiders. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, come on, no baby. Doubt. <laughs> uh, no doubt. Uh, Freddie, that's the most buzz. I mean, I, I, I try to recall how I felt during some of those regular season games at the end of last year, but certainly for this year, I mean, I'm just uh, flying right now, man. That, has got, that, that one gave me more juice than any game we've had in a while. I mean, they, it, all the chips were on the table, Mike. I, I think uh, we all knew the importance of this game at this crucial point in the season. We said on post game last week that, you know, had they not won this game, looking at remaining schedules, we believe that the uh, Texans had a much lighter schedule with an opportunity to run off a few games. I mean, they're playing well. And much like the Jags now, even though they got this win, of course you want to enjoy it. They went out there and they played an amazing game. Um, they also, too, have to finish strong because the Texans aren't going to lay down. I mean, that's a really good team. They are a really good team, and I believe the AFC South, they will have two teams represent the AFC South in the playoffs. And I'm just kind of far. I'm getting a little bit down the road, but this is what I believe. So, Jaguars still have to handle business, but this big game here is the biggest game of the season, in my opinion, and each game from this point out, gets even bigger because it's going to be so much at stake, including what you guys said about having the number one seed at the moment in the AFC. If they can maintain that and handle their business, they're able to potentially gather home field advantage in the playoffs. Uh, so, yeah, each of these games are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger as the weeks go. Fred, Calvin Ridley quiet in the first half. Only one target, no catches, had a drop in the end zone. But then in the second half, five catches, 89 yards, and a touchdown, and a two-point conversion on top of that. So Ridley stood up big in the second half. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, you and I, we text. I sent you a screenshot from Jimmy Smith. <laughs> and uh, not to throw Jimmy under the bus. And I think Calvin will appreciate it when he's just trying to motivate him by saying, look, our number ones, we got to step up and act like number ones. I believe, you know, some sort of way Calvin heard him. <laughs> because after, at that moment, he just started to go crazy out there. That one big catch on the side uh, after we were after the interception, the Texans go down and score. Uh, then he comes out and he ends up having that big uh, 45-yard uh, uh, reception, and then eventually led to a touchdown, I believe, in that same series, setting himself up. So yeah, he ended up stepping up when he needed to, made big plays when he needed to, and they all have been from pretty far distance. Uh, even the 55-yard, he just pushed that one, but I'm sure if he can have it back, he'd probably make it uh, like that um, Monday morning golfer. Yeah. he make the second shot look beautiful. Uh, it, it just gives the confidence to the play callers and the head coach that they have a leg so, so big. Um, it gives them an opportunity to be selective on you know how they're going to dial up plays, whether they're going to uh, get a two-for-one 
uh, and go for it at those distances. But it's such a luxury having a, kitch- a kicker uh, who's as accurate and uh, who has a strong leg as McManus does. So, yeah, man, uh, a tip the hat to him. Uh, big pickup in the offseason for the Jags. More with Fred Taylor in just a moment. Jaguars get it done. They've won seven of the last eight games to improve to eight and three. Two games clear in the AFC South. Let's head to the Everbank Fault at NRG Stadium, Houston. Bucky Brooks standing by with head coach Doug Peterson. Coach, how much fun is it to coach in big games? I think it's the best. I, I do. I, I feel the pressure and the nerves and all that kind of stuff like the players. I think I'm probably more nervous than they are. Uh, but I love these moments. You know, this is why you get into this business as a player and a coach to um, – and, and the thing is, Bucky, this is what I keep telling our football team. Expect to be in these types of games. This is going to make us better. These games yeah. will make us better down the road and, and uh, where we don't have to get all amped up for them. They're just going to come naturally, right? And, and uh, today was huge, obviously, on the road against a really good Houston team. Um, just proud of our guys. You know, Coach, I noticed at halftime, like, Coming in, we didn't get it at uh, at the goal line. Come in, so the, the energy changed a little bit at halftime. But you talked about, hey, guys, whatever we have to handle, we have to handle. When you're coaching a team and teaching them how to be a championship team, how much is it more so the management of their emotions more so than execution and scheme and all that other stuff? Yeah, well, that's the thing about it is, you know, I, they need to understand that those decisions are going to be made. Um, I knew we were getting the ball to start the third quarter, so if we can go get seven right oh, there. Yeah, sure and then come out of the locker room and go get three or seven more. I mean, that's, that's a 10 to a 14-point swing that, that can be demoralizing for your opponent. And, um, you know, okay, we didn't get it. No big deal. Uh, offense, let's, let's go and start the third quarter and, and try to go get points right there. Um, but, but those are the things that our team is understanding, of course, with me, uh, being able to make these decisions, whether it be that one or, you know, a fourth down you know, situation during the course of a game. I've heard you say this a lot of times. You talked about, players not plays like in these big moments like your best players have to make plays and today it seemed like particularly on offense the best players showed up and showed out it's really the last two weeks you know our, our best players are making plays uh trevor's been really good the last couple of weeks um and and still growing and still room for improvement you know and um calvin's playing really well i mean christian zay again today i mean not maybe in the passing game, but in blocking as a receiver. I mean, there were some great blocks by Zay today. And then I thought our offensive line, you know, played played outstanding. There, there wasn't a lot of pressure around, you know, Trevor today. And then, and then you know, with Cam going down, bumping Walker out, and Ezra in, who's only been with us a couple of weeks. I mean, hats off to those two guys to really come in and, and, and settle in and, and um, you know, prepare themselves uh, just, you know, in games like this and make, make plays. You know, Coach, on defense, uh, playing against a quarterback like C.J., who's athletic enough to threaten you as a runner but is a really good passer, you have to make these decisions. Do you rush him? Do you play coverage? And so we play coverage. How do you feel about the defense overall today? Yeah, I thought the defense played really well. Um, you know, we talked all week. you got to play to the whistle with C.J., you know, and, and uh, did a nice job, you know, you know, sort of stymieing the run a little bit and smothering that uh, and, and making them throw, which is obviously their strength, you know, and, and – um, uh, our secondary at times did, a, did an outstanding job just plastering, you know, when he got outside of the pocket and, and not having a place for C.J. To, to throw. And when he did, we were able to break it up. Um, yeah, and they're going to make some play. And they, they made some plays, obviously. It's a good football team. But I thought overall defensively played really well. Um, D-line, you know, uh, I mean, they're going to be some tired tired men, you yeah. know, because they were chasing that guy around the field all, all second half. All right, so we got a little time. Then you got a Monday night game. Uh, how do you continue to keep the momentum building? 
Well, you know, yeah, you're right. We got a little time here. We got a couple of days before we're back on the practice field. And, and um, you know, listen, it, what I've learned, again, with this football team is, you know, the moments aren't too big for them. Uh, they seem to handle them pretty good. And, and obviously, you know, we haven't had a Monday night game in, in Jacksonville for some time. And this will be exciting for our for our city, for our players, organizationally, and, uh, and looking forward to it. So, um, you know, we'll just go back to work this week and, and put a good plan together in, in all three phases. And, uh you know, just prepare the same way. Keep it keep it simple. Yeah, it should be fun. We'll see you next week. All right. Thanks, Bucky. The last Monday night game for the Jaguars, 2011. And they had two in that season. And that's coming up next week against the Cincinnati Bengals. That's head coach Doug Peterson with Bucky Brooks in Houston. Back with plenty more. We'll recap this one some more. And what a game it was in Houston today. 24-21, the final Jaguars over the Texans. The Jags are 8-3. And, and it's Jaguars post game on Jaguars Radio. They're going to get out and match the intensity and uh, come away with the win. Time now for the Kingfish Pest Control defensive play of the game. We'll pick two today, and they're both on the final drive. The two sacks for the Jaguars defense. Josh Allen got his second sack of the day and the second half for a loss of 15 at the two-minute warning. And then a little bit later in a key moment, a nine-yard sack combined by Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker and that pushed him nine yards back and had to settle for a 58-yard field goal to try to tie it that hit the crossbar. So those two sacks are the Kingfish Pest Control defensive plays of the game. Let the pros tackle the pests in your home by going to kingfishpest.com. That's kingfishpest.com. Final stats ahead. Jaguars win it 24-21 over the Houston Texans, and it's Jaguars postgame on the Jaguars radio network. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor. After the Jaguars win over the Texans, 24-21. Let's take a look at the Everbank final stats in this one. And uh, the total yardage today in favor of the Jaguars, 445-352. to Rushing yardage, 91-81 uh, to in favor of Houston. Passing yardage, 364-261 to in favor of the Jaguars. Jags were 7 of 13 on third down. Houston, 6 of 13. Turnovers, Jaguars gave it away once on the interception in the opening drive of the second half. Time of possession in favor of the Jaguars, nearly 34 minutes in the game today. A lot of that in the second half with a couple of long drives. A six-minute field goal drive in there as well in the second half. And uh, the Jaguars get it done today. Even though they lost the turnover battle, they didn't score at the goal line right before halftime. They fought throughout and came out on top. And, hey, adversity hits. It's uh, about the next drive and the next thing out there. It's what Bucky said. Doug talked about at halftime. Hey, we can't control it. Let's let's move forward now. And they did. You can make plenty of mistakes as long as you win, right? It's okay. And you can correct them or make better execution and maybe ex you know get in the end zone the next time you try that, whatever the case. Uh, offensively, for the Jags individually, uh, Trevor Lawrence, 23 out of 38, 364 yards, second best in his career with a touchdown and an interception. Was not sacked today, quarterback rating of 92, a passer rating of 90.2, I should say. Uh, Travis Etienne, 20 carries for only 56 yards. So, again, his string of not averaging four yards a carry or better 
extends to six straight games now. Uh, Receiving-wise, Calvin Ridley had five for 89 with a touchdown. Christian Kirk, four for 89. Four different receivers uh, or players catching the ball had a 42-yard or longer plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars today. For Houston, C.J. Stroud, 304 yards passing with a couple of touchdowns. He also ran for one with six scrambles for 47. The Jags shut down the running backs, however, uh, for the Houston Texans for the most part, at least running the ball. Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce combined 11 for 32, although Singletary did catch six out of the backfield for 54. Leading receiver on the day was Nico Collins, seven for 104 and a touchdown. De- Jags did a really good job on Tank Dell in the second half. I think he had all, his entire five for 50 with a score in the first half uh, there. And defensively for the Jags, Foye Aluakin, no surprise that he leads the way with 12 total tackles, nine of those solos. But Josh Allen, two and a half sacks on the day. Trayvon Walker with the half to balance that one out. And Roy Robertson Harris got one as well. So four sacks for the Jags, seven total quarterback hits. Trevor Lawrence was only officially hit twice today. Trevor couldn't even basically remember getting touched in the postgame there. So excellent job, as you would uh, suspect when you come out on top. Hey, Fred, um, you mentioned some of the explosive plays. A total of eight plays of 18 yards or longer in this game for the Jaguars' offense today, Fred. Hey, explosive plays, you got to flip the field somehow, and they did that a few times today. Yeah, of course. Uh, JP, we we, we talked also on the pregame about the run game there. And, uh, you know, they had Travis bottled up. In the first half, I think he charted something like uh, 11 carries, 10 yards, yeah. had a few negative runs, but he was able to kind of get back to decency with that 20-yard run late in the game there that uh, kind of put them in position. Um, I don't think they came away with any points. I believe that was the missed field goal. Um, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, that, you want to have those explosives, and all of these guys kind of dialed in. They were able to capitalize on the soft defense by the Texans. And they, they did they were supposed to do. If they had another yard on that third and seven to Zay Jones that he caught it out of bounds, then that would have gone down for another explosive uh, by Zay. But, again, man, their playmakers stepped up when they needed to, made the big plays uh, that helped them lead to this victory. Uh, Mike, you talked about the rushing by Singletary right there. And uh, um, I went back during one of these breaks. They've done a great job against some great runners this season. Henry McCaffrey, Najee Harris, Kamara, uh, Bijan Robinson, the rookie. He's the only back to have 100 yep. this year on that defense. Such an amazing job against the run. And, again, if you're going to go late into the, the postseason or win late in the season, it's going to always start there. No matter how it goes, you're going to play some soft zone defense. You're going to uh, uh, look for your four down guys to get after the run. I mean, get after the passer. You're going to also expect these guys to be able to play the run in that process, and they've done a great job at that, which taking a lot of pressure off of them. So, yeah, man, this defense, uh, this team, not the defense, but this team, uh, I, I think they're um, starting to figure it out. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Jaguars radio network. Plenty ahead, player of the game voting when we return. Jaguars win in Houston, 24-21. The Jags now 8-3, two games clear in the AFC South. And it's Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today, official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, and Fred Taylor. We're at the Hyundai Studios at Everbank Stadium. Fred Taylor on the line with us. Time for the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game voting. I get a vote. Mike gets a vote. Fred gets a vote and a half to break any deadlocks. And I'm going to go first today. Okay. Trevor Lawrence had his second best passing yardage day in his career. 364 yards, 23 of 38 passing. A couple of drops on top of that. A touchdown uh, through the air. Another one on the ground on the sneak. And... I'll tell you what, the interception really wasn't his fault either. They, they missed a, a P.I. call on that play on, on Evan Ingram. So, I, for me, uh, Mike, Trevor Lawrence is my vote. Who you got? I think he's an excellent candidate. But, J.P., I'm going to go on the other side of the ball and uh, put the decision in Fred Taylor's court here as I'm going to go with Josh Allen, the other obvious strong candidate here. Four quarterback hits, two and a half sacks, uh, two, addition, uh, two tackles for loss. Those are uh, coming from the sacks. He had five total tackles on the day. But it wasn't just the sacks. It was the timing of them, particularly a uh, sack and a half on that final drive for Houston. They needed every single yard of that to help uh, Houston come up just that short, hitting the crossbar and the potential game-tying field goal attempt. So I will go with Josh Allen as my player of the game candidate, uh, Fred. And uh, that puts the ball in your court. You can go with either one of them, or you can go off the board with your vote and a half. Hey, Mike, look, uh, neither of you guys can go wrong with your picks, man. I love both of them. Uh, I was kind of in between which way do I go. I want to go with Trevor. You know, J.P. said he had his second-best game as a pro. That interception wasn't his fault. He led his team. And even on the flip side, Josh Allen, you know, leader of that defense. He stood up all year. The point in which he made his plays this particular game there are big moments very much needed in this ball game. Uh, so because of his clutch play, my vote will go to Josh Allen. Uh, just an amazing performance across the board, man. He was out in the run game. You mentioned those two-and-a-half sacks, the four QB uh, pressures, being able to get the young quarterback off his mark. And uh, he stood up, got him out of field goal range with that big sack there on first and 15. Uh, I believe it was first and 15, that, that last sack. Uh, so, yeah, Josh Allen gets my player network, um, my player vote for the network player of the game. All right, there you have it. Yeah, Josh Allen, two and a half sacks, one and a half of those on the final drive for a combined loss of 24 yards. The Jaguars win when a potential game tying field goal hit the crossbar from 58 yards. So, Josh Allen is the Jaguars radio network player of the game. If you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, look no further than Ford F 150. Loaded with impressive capabilities and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between, this truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Baptist Health Injury Report when we return. Final score, 24-21. Jaguars over the Texans. And it's Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC continues. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, and Jacksonville. Fred Taylor on the line with us. The injury report presented by Baptist Health and the Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute, the official sports medicine provider of the Jaguars. Well, the left tackle, Cam Robinson, went down with 419 to play in the first quarter with a left knee injury. It was questionable until halftime, and then right after halftime, officially ruled out of the game. So Walker Little moved over to left tackle. Ezra Cleveland came into the game to play left guard, and you heard what Trevor Lawrence had to say about that a little earlier. They uh, played well, kept him upright most of the day, only two quarterback hits. But, you know, uh, Fred, that's not a good thing. Cam Robinson, of course, missed the first four games of this season with a suspension, and he's had a knee injury in his past. That's a long time ago now. 
Um, you just hope it's nothing too serious moving ahead. But if he's not back on the field, um, we'll see. Let's, let's not speculate, but we'll find out more as the week goes along. Right, JP. You, you, you don't like seeing those things happen to the guys, especially a guy like Cam who, you know, worked so hard to get back. He was able to play a few games. Uh, after it happened, man, you can see him clearly on the sideline. The frustration, you know, seems like he – it looked like he had tears in his eyes. And, and I, I've been there before, man, after so much hard work, you know, and the expectations are so high. Not only do you feel like, you know, you've worked so hard and you let yourself down, more importantly, you feel like, man, I, I want to be out there with the guys. In a game of this magnitude, you know, being able to lay it all on the line, I, I saw it in his face, man. So hopefully uh, he's able to bounce back and return so he can get out there and do what he loves to do. He just has a different attitude about things when he's out there, and, and I think that permeates through. Uh, when he returned, Fred, it, was, it seemed like just a different uh, type of idea up front for this team. And that's what you want. I mean, he's obviously a guy who – you know, they went and drafted pretty high there, guy they believe in. Uh, uh, you know, he's had, he had some struggles as, as a younger player, but he's still, he's still a, a top NFL tackle. Uh, and he, I think he's starting to get it and understand the game uh, a bit more. You don't see those pressures that you used to see guys get against him uh, years ago. Uh, so, Cam, he's developing into what they drafted. Obviously, they were able to hold on to him and, uh, hit him, uh, put the franchise tag on him because they believe he can still play. Uh, so, yeah, man, you just hate to see these guys suffer any type of injury, especially knees, because uh, those are typically the more impactful ones. Uh, hopefully it's nothing too big where he can be able to take a few weeks off if need be and get back and return and give those guys that, that nastiness that they need up front. And then Travis Etienne Jr., the running back with a chest injury in the second quarter, early in the quarter, was back in the locker room for a little bit, came back out, though, and finished the game uh, at the running back position. Those are the two major ones today on the injury report. And we're back in a moment with a preview of Monday Night Football, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Jacksonville Jaguars coming up next week. This is Jaguars postgame on the Jaguars radio network. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today, official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey from the Hyundai Studios in Jacksonville. Fred Taylor on the line with us. And for the first time since 2011, we can say the Jaguars will play on Monday night football. They played two in that season on Monday night. It's the last time they did it. It's been a long, long road from then to now. But it is coming up this Monday in Week 13. The Cincinnati Bengals and the Jacksonville Jaguars, Fred. The lights will be on, the crowd will be large, and the Jaguars are in first place. And if things go the right way the rest of today and this weekend, the Jags could be the number one seed going into that game. Right, JP. The bank should be rocking. Ain't no excuse. And don't worry about my grammar. Ain't no excuse <laughs> for uh, it to be anything less than. I mean, a Monday night game, you said it, J.P., not since 2011. Uh, our fans were able to enjoy a Monday night game uh, even at home in Jacksonville. So I think everyone should show up, show out, get ready to cheer on their team. It's going to be electric. The Bengals have lost three in a row. Uh, they don't have a few. They're missing a few of their starters. So I believe uh, it just makes for a great atmosphere and a great time to get a win at this point in the season. 
Yeah, Fred, everything's a one-week season now, right? you got six games to go, and you know if you take care of your business, you're going to get a high seed. You're going to get probably multiple home games in the postseason. As we mentioned uh, earlier, Jags currently number one in the AFC at the moment because Kansas City is still in progress, but the Chiefs trailing 14 to nothing to the Raiders right now, although they're knocking on the door to get their first points on the day. So uh, I don't think you need to convince this team. I think they're well aware of where things stand, Fred, and I think uh, we'll see them come out with an, another inspired performance next Monday. Right, JP. I agree with you, but we've also seen games that that matter. The games that matter are the hyped-up games. Let's look back at the, the Chiefs game early in the season, week two. Let's look at the Niners game coming off of the bye week. Those were two of the more important games for, for teams that you look at and you say, okay, these teams are the more dominant teams, the more consistent teams that have had the most success over the past couple of years in the, in, in the NFL and in the playoffs is the Chiefs, the Niners. The Jaguars hadn't matched that intensity. They failed to live up to the expectations in those games. This is a Monday night game. No, it's not the Bengals with Joe Burrow, T. Higgins. They're not completely healthy. But as you said, it's a game that's late in the season. Each of these games are going to matter. And because the games matter as much as they did today, they're going to have to duplicate or replicate the same performance that they had today in order to be that team that everyone thought they could be uh, in the off season when they were crowning the Jaguars, the team to win the AFC South and to be able to go deep in the playoffs. They have to be able to show up, match the intensity. The crowd has to show up, give those guys energy, and they have to find a way to win. There you have it. Monday night, I've, I've been here since my 12th season. We've never had one. So I couldn't tell you what time pregame starts. <laughs> what time's kickoff? 820? 820-ish. I mean, I can reminisce, JP, if you want me to. <laughs> I had a few back in the day. Yes, you did. Sunday night, Monday night. Hey, it's going to be electric, man. I love it. I can't wait. It's an 8-15 kickoff officially on Monday night, December 4th, the Bengals and the Jaguars. Fred, we will talk to you next week at some point and get ready for that football game. But what a day today, and have a great week, Fred. I'll see you guys soon, man. Yeah, I enjoy this one. Thanks, All Fred. Right, certainly. That's Fred Taylor, pride of the Jaguars, running back. For those in our flagship station, 1010XL in Jacksonville, stick around. The scoreboard show is next. We'll have... Your calls and reaction to the Jaguars' win over the Houston Texans. Thanks to our entire crew today here on Jaguars.com and Jaguars Radio. For Fred Taylor, Bucky Brooks, Mike Dempsey, I'm J.P. Shadrick saying good night. Final score, Jaguars 24, Texans 21, the Jags 8-3. First place in the AFC South, and this is the Jaguars Radio Network.